Welcome to the Book a Week podcast, jointly hosted by the SEPT University Library and the Center for Research on Architecture and Urbanism. Welcome to this episode of Book a Week podcast. I am Arul Paul. I am an architect and associate professor at the Nitte Institute of Architecture, Mangalore. My research lies in the intersection between the built environment, queer theory, and media studies. I use history and theory as a lens to critically examine pedagogy as it evolves in response to new advances and challenges and to contribute to academia, research, writing, and practice. Today I am talking to Anshuman Gupta, one of the authors of Celebrating Public Spaces of India. Anshuman is an architect, urbanist and author. He serves as the regional head of projects for Deutsche Bank and is currently based in Singapore. Anshuman spares time to research and write about urbanization in cities. He is the co-founder of the Foundation of Indian Cities based in New Delhi, which is a platform for a dialogue on everyday urbanism in the context of contemporary Indian cities. Anshuman, at the outset, what are a few things that our listeners should know about you and this book? Uh, the, the fact that this book uh, was envisioned, uh, researched and co-authored uh, jointly uh, by myself uh, and another dear Arctic friend uh, of mine, uh, Archana Gupta, who is unfortunately uh, not with us uh, anymore. She was a brilliant academician and a very well-respected uh, you know, uh, architect and educationist within the architecture education circles of Delhi and NCR. Archana and myself co-founded the Foundation of Indian Cities with an intent to foster research uh, and encourage writing on the subject of architecture and Indian cities. And this book was actually the uh, outcome of the foundation's first, um, you know, it's practically the foundation's first completed publication. Another interesting part is that initially we thought we will actually complete uh, uh, the research and then write the book and complete it in a year uh, when we started the project. But eventually it took us uh, four years of research uh, and then writing. And the last point I would want to highlight there is that we were assisted by a wonderful team of young architects who form part of the research team at the Foundation of Indian How did you and Archana come upon this idea of writing a book about the public spaces in India? What sparked this inquiry? See, the collaboration um, uh, originated uh, with an initial and a definite idea of writing a book. And uh, the book had to be on the subject uh, of the city, uh, the Indian city, and the various issues related around uh, policy, planning, execution, uh, etc. That's that's what we initially uh, started with. In the first six months of our research, we realized that the subject of the Indian city was so vast and so complex that we were simply not just uh, capable enough to handle it by ourselves uh, you know so we were basically chasing something which was too big uh, for, for us and we obviously were not able to do justice to uh, will not be able to do justice to such a complex uh, subject so over the next few months of, of joint discussions and brainstorming sessions uh, between ourselves uh, and then two of our mentors 
we slowly started to zero down, uh, you know, uh, on our area of focus. And uh, eventually the subject of lively, activated, happening public spaces in Indian cities that contribute towards creating a rich character uh, in the larger scheme of cities. Uh, that that actually uh, you know uh, became uh, our our focus. Uh, it is important to highlight here that it took us almost a year, uh, you know, to come to our focus subject of of on celebrating uh, spaces within Indian cities uh, as the key focus of our research uh, and the title uh, of of our book basically. It is only, and then we also realized uh, that it is only. Uh, uh, through the unbuilt uh, that the city is lived and experienced uh, by the city dwellers. And uh, the sum total of these uh, public spaces is what creates, you know, the spatial canvas on which, you know, the, our day-to-day -day interactions of, of city are played out, which then further defines the cultural patterns and, and characters of, of the city. And, then, and that basically then uh, took our dialogue further. Just to go back to the original point when we said you know we started with the uh, original uh, idea of writing a book uh, on on the indian city that's where and and then then we focused on over a period of an year onto the public space uh, subject that's when we also uh, you know uh, converted uh, that thought into action and then that's where the 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 foundation of indian cities uh, took took shape basically so so we created the foundation uh, to, to further uh, research and in, and our interest onto the subject of the larger uh, Indian city, but then we focused our first research into uh, on the public spaces subject. Your book on Shuman stands out as being one of the first to curate and study key public spaces from across India. Why do you think that no such volume has been produced before? Does it tell us something about our relationship as a society with public spaces? Uh, well, well, it 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 does, and in a, in a strong sense, uh, you know, in India, the subject of uh, cities, uh, architecture, and planning has has historically been deeply influenced uh, by by Western concepts and, and and references, including books and writing materials. Uh, and then possibly due to you know our two and a half centuries of colonial rule, uh, which has influenced uh, heavily influenced, and at a certain level made subservient uh, the, the Indian psyche, we, we realized that in context of Indian cities, uh, there is a deep-rooted sense of informality and chaos, which is typical to most public spaces uh, across uh, across our cities. And the typical dialogue on the public spaces in our cities, uh, you know, uh, because of these reasons, remained overtly critical uh, and, and, and and negatively biased. And largely for the simple reason that everyone saw them as chaotic, uh, unsafe, crowded, dirty, unplanned. And you can think of various other negative adjectives that, that uh, come to your mind. But all of this was because, you know, the review parameters and reference benchmarks were, were mostly uh, Western. And, and we figured that such a direct and a purely visual comparison becomes unfair uh, to uh, the, the Indian context. 
Hence, in our book, we emphasize, you know, the need to redefine uh, the gaze with which we, with which we uh, look at our cities. Uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and, you know, the, when we say the gaze, the gaze is the way we look uh, at, at and view the world. And it's deeply influenced by our history, cultural values and beliefs. You know, the idea of the Indian gaze uh, uh, for, for us uh, was, was inspired from an essay uh, by Dr. Devdutt Patnayak. Uh, when he talks about, uh, you know, uh, defining an Indian gaze, uh, and then that became a key reference which shaped the narrative uh, of our book. So given the title of your book, do you, do you feel that there is a need then to celebrate these spaces, these public spaces? See, uh, the, the idea... Uh, of, of, you know, just continuing the earlier thought, the idea of the public space from an Indian gaze, uh, you know, uh, uh, becomes the key focus uh, to better understand the various layers uh, and patterns in universities and spaces, and, and then in an attempt to look at the good and the positive in them and then celebrate uh, them. So the key premises in the book is that by changing the nature of the gaze uh, from a Western uh, perspective to an Indian perspective, we realize that beneath, uh, you know, all the apparent chaos and, and the disorder uh, that we probably see and experience in, a, in our public spaces, there is uh, an, a natural uh, human and a social order and a deep sense of informality and multifunctionality, which is very typical, uh, you know, to our, uh, most of our Indian towns uh, and, and cities. And in a cultural sense, without consciously, uh, you know, even realizing, uh, we, we have this uh, psyche that everything Western is, is good and everything Indian is probably the opposite and, and, and not, not good. And it's, it's, it's a deeply uh, subconscious and a subservient psyche for, for multiple reasons, which is not part of our, our current discussion. But when you take that uh, reference in context of uh, public space cities, uh, then for obvious reasons, uh, which are more uh, superficial and visible, the chaotic and the disorder, the chaos and the disorder of the Indian uh, public spaces uh, compares poorly, uh, you know, with the clinical, planned and organized uh, character of, of the Western uh, references, for example. And you realize that it's not the right comparison. And that pretty much, uh, you know, uh, became uh, the, the, the premise, uh, you know, uh, that we talked in, in detail uh, in, in our book and then and the focus of, of, of the narrative. And we went uh, into that thought deeper. When we, when we go into that thought deeper, we realize that the need, to, that there is a need to step back and look at an Indian way, uh, you know, of 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 re, you know, reviewing, looking at the Indian urban public space from 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 very indigenous uh, uh, cultural uh, culturally relevant uh, perspective. And when you change your gaze to an Indian gaze, the narrative changes, and we start to focus on all the positives, the liveliness, the vibrancy. You know uh, the 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 character, uh, and then that's where the concept of celebrating Indian space uh, comes in. And then hence to create that shift in the thinking of not only the architects but the mindsets of 
even even the people uh, the the citizens was was what uh, we always had in mind when we were uh, putting the book together in the book i notice you use the hindi word ronak to describe the atmosphere of indian public spaces can you tell us a little more about this idea for us the word ronak uh, you know so the word ronak is a celebratory uh, construct and it's often associated uh, to define uh, the character of the public spaces in a traditional uh, indian uh, cities and in each of these uh, you know uh, spaces in traditional towns would have many layers of activities rituals and multivalent functions which which coexist in in harmony despite you know uh, apparent uh, chaos uh, and and disorder uh, or crowded you know uh, you know that that would be there as as a definition but uh, the the hap happeningness the lively you know the concept of what you would uh, refer to as a as a mela uh, and and the timelessness uh, all of these aspects uh, come together to create this uh, single word uh, rona which then uh, you know defines the positive character and the liveliness uh, of 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 the public space and and we have hundreds of such examples uh, within within our indian cities you know the various religious celebrations that take place in our public spaces or the various recreation uh, and and social activities in our in our maidans in in all our towns and, and cities or just simply the ronak of our bazaars uh, across various indian towns you know maybe like chandni chowk or or the bazaars in jaipur and at lucknow for example you know or or the various cultural uh, act or the religious activities along the ghats of haridwar uh, you know and and banaras or the cultural activities along the historic town the level spaces uh, like the india gate or the char minar you know so to focus Uh, the construct uh, of of rona each one of these ca the categories of public spaces that we picked up you know uh, became became uh, you know uh, the, the the hallmark hallmark of the book basically and that's that's what we meant by the rona in, in just the kind of example that i gave the liveliness and the vibrancy is what basically we meant uh, by by the rona So in your book you have identified uh, you know 60 plus places from across the country that you have categorized under seven broad function based categories uh, I'm curious uh, did you start with a much a much bigger list and how did you go about the process of narrowing down to these specific places We started with a much larger list uh you know but but we had a, a very strong uh, two or three defining criterias of of the way uh, we we actually curated the final list at one point of time in the initial stages when we were actually uh, uh, you know uh, making an exhaustive list we were looking at somewhere around 220 to 230 spaces uh, that we were uh, considering so that was an exhaustive list you know uh and then then we started to uh, zero down uh, the the main two defining uh, criteria we kept uh, uh, a strong focus throughout on one was that each of the individual uh, spaces had to be an active city level public space rather than operating at a neighborhood level 
had to you know be relevant at at the level of the city at the scale and of the city level and uh, the other criteria was that it had to be a very active lively vibrant and happening space public space within the overall uh, scheme of the respective uh, uh, city and in in the, in the book we try and talk uh, about uh, you know uh, uh, around the activeness of each of these public spaces that can be a factor uh, you know of of the fact that either public space is, is very well planned and then hence uh, you know operation functions uh, very well or uh, it is unplanned and is evolved uh, you know over uh, decades and and purely because of the nature of the functions it has developed over over the last few years and decades uh, it is very active uh, and and vibrant in either of the cases each of the curated uh, public space is an essential uh, cultural and social landmark uh, in the overall character, uh, and then life uh, of of the of of the city and that was what our, our criteria additionally we also tried to ensure uh, that as authors we had a strong familiarity level with those spaces uh, and as two co-authors either individually or collectively uh, we were fairly familiar uh, with most if not all of the spaces uh, that that we picked up and uh, lastly uh, you know we also made a conscious effort to to include spaces uh, from various uh, uh, parts and cities of of the country otherwise you know when we had an exhaustive list we realized that it was very easy uh, to find most of the examples in in the bigger towns of of north and south india and then the metropolises so we tried to find equal mix across uh, not only the metropolises but also the smaller towns spread across even the uh, various parts of that. as architects and planners what are some considerations that one has to keep in mind specific to the indian context while trying to understand the nature of our public spaces see uh, just from this one firstly you know i would like to highlight that the book uh, we, we wrote the book uh, you know uh, keeping in mind a much larger uh, urban audience well beyond uh, the architecture fraternity and hence as a conscious effort the structure and narration uh, of, of the book has been uh, kept simple enough to engage uh, on the subject uh with 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 a larger audience uh, which are uh, you know well beyond you know just the urban uh, planners and 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 the architecture uh, audience so so the so the focus has been uh, to take the subject to all the stakeholders of the city uh, and the larger urban uh, audience basically towards the end of your book you talk about the revitalization of public spaces in the city can you give us an example of a formal design intervention that you feel has been successful in achieving such a revitalization see in the book we remained uh, focused on the vibrant happening celebratory construct uh, of our public spaces in terms of their current nature and and character uh, you know of uh, how each of these spaces function uh, without so much analyzing or getting into more details of uh, formal revitalization efforts 
that would have actually contributed or made a difference uh, to each one of them. However, if I have to give you, if I have to take uh, one or two examples from the book, uh, I would pick up, uh, you know, uh, the reference to Kala Ghoda precinct in Mumbai, which is a very good example uh, where a formal attempt uh, to conserve and revitalize uh, a, a whole uh, uh, historic area and, and to convert that into a strong cultural uh, landmark and a major public space in the overall uh, theme of uh, Mumbai city has been a very uh, successful uh, example. And the Kala Ghoda Association has done some fantastic work, uh, which has made a huge and a positive difference. And it has not, uh, uh, you know, been done over the last one or two years. It has probably been, uh, you know, a result of, of work which has taken a, a good uh, 10, 15 or, or more years, uh, you know. So that's, that's one. Uh, another very strong example uh, and a very strong one in the recent contemporary uh, times, which is uh, unfortunately not covered uh, in the in the book, is is the Nizamuddin uh, Basti uh, renewal project from from the Delhi NCR region, uh, which has been undertaken by the Aga Khan uh, Foundation. That is a fantastic example, you know, of 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 community of formal intervention, community participation, urban planning revitalization and landscape restoration, you know, in effect, uh, in the end, over the last, you know, again, 10 to 12 years of intervention and, and work, continuous work that they've been doing, uh, the, the nursery is now a heritage park, which contains almost, uh, you know, 15 restored heritage monuments and 300 types of trees, uh, and it's pretty much now termed as uh, Delhi's uh, very own central park. And, and it is, again, a very strong uh, uh, public space and a cultural landmark uh, in, in, in the, the Delhi city today. Do you think that uh, in India, there is a greater sense of belonging or ownership related to public spaces, or is it the reverse? It's, it's actually both. Uh, you know, it's, there's a greater sense of uh, belong. Uh, a greater sense of belonging is there from a participatory uh, perspective, uh, but there is a much lesser sense of ownership and belonging uh, in terms of who actually owns uh, the the quality, construct, and maintenance of, of these spaces. So, if we were to look at the citizenry and the administration, while the administration should be the owner. Uh, of, of typically uh, each public space in, in the city, that ownership doesn't play out uh, to the uh, level that it should. And hence you find various stages of uh, lack of control uh, and neglect and decay, uh, which leads to a lot of negative definitions uh, that usually uh, come in. But on the other side, uh, from a citizenry perspective, uh, you know, the level of participation in each of the public spaces is, is very high in the Indian context as compared to maybe uh, the, the Western uh, context. And this is, you know, uh, because in, in, in context of an Indian uh, public space, uh, the informal uh, suddenly kicks in and, and you then have a lot of informal activities starting to take place in any public space, uh, which then further contributes, uh, you know, to building the celebratory character and, and, and the rawness uh, of, of that space. 
Anshuman, what are some key ideas that you would like your readers to take away at the end of reading this book? In summary, if I were to say, you know, to develop an Indian gaze based on an Indian way of life, uh, to look at public spaces uh, and Indian towns uh, and Indian cities, to better understand and appreciate, uh, you know, uh, the, the natural, cultural and social order uh, beneath the apparent chaos and the informality and the disorder, uh, you know, which is visible uh, in our public spaces uh, across our, our, our cities. And look at things, just look at things from an Indian uh, perspective and be uh, more uh, appreciative and sensitive towards uh, an indigenous uh, architecture and, and concepts of our, our, our town planning, while maybe being equally cognizant uh, to the uh, you know, benefits and advantages of uh, Western planning modules as well. And, and then strive to find the right balance. Thank you, Anshuman. I have enjoyed reading your book and it has been a pleasure speaking with you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Do not miss to like, share and subscribe to our podcast. Available on all your favorite podcast apps.